You know, I used to kind of be very dedicated to the cold open open for my show. I'd think of some sort of observation or comment that I had to make, and I'd save that for whenever I was recording a podcast so I could record a witty cold open, but a lot of my content revolves around me having witty observations and whatnot, so I couldn't really all storm for this. Maybe one day I'll have a, a new opening, a new catchphrase, exclamation, you know, but right now all I can say is, yo, 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 people, it's your man LD, back at it again, and today I am riding solo uh, once, you know, I don't, I don't want to say again, uh, well, no, I got to say, I don't want to say again, again, but I don't really know of a synonym for it right off the top of my head, but LD's riding solo. He's delivering to the people. He's got another double-double podcast episode for you. We got two top 10 lists today. Top 10 TV dads, 10 wars. That's right, people, wars. We got five good wars. We got five bad wars. You know, it's the best of times. It's the worst of, well, yeah, it's the best of times. It's the worst of times, uh, Tale of Two Cities. You know, LD, he's, he's not a war guy in the sense that, you know, he's, he's not trying to perpetuate any war. He, he's not a veteran, certainly. He's not trying to start any wars. You know, the less war, uh, the better. You know, certainly, certainly uh, I would like, you know, peace, more people alive. That, that's how I how I'd want, want life to go. But at the same time, I'm not necessarily a hippie. You know, sometimes, you know, things happen that calls for wars. That's why there's five good wars, you know? I mean, not all wars are bad, I suppose. Uh, you know, well, first we're going to get into TV Dads for two reasons. First off, because uh, the TV Dads uh, content or TV Dads list was obviously brought to you by the passing of uh, Bob Saget, who is represented on this list. Uh, and the other reason is just because I feel like the five good, five bad wars content will be a little more controversial and and only the real L disciples are going to stick around through both top 10 so going to start off with the more easygoing one the one that I don't have to worry about you you'd be surprised LD keeps the LD the man twitter feed very apolitical you know it's just trying to entertain the people you'd be shocked at the stuff that people really uh grab with and go you know it, it's quite surprising but we're, we're starting with dads uh, i was about to say who doesn't have a dad but i suppose you know, there are couples out there that are lesbians, two, two women, WMW relationships. I don't want to exclude them. Although maybe, you know, maybe one of them has the title of dad. I know when Caitlyn Jenner, who is not on this list, uh, transitioned, they, they did like some whole whole spiel about how like, you know, Ky- to Kylie and Kendall, like Caitlyn's a woman, but they'll always be their dad. Maybe, maybe, you know, but, but still dads, dads are out there. Father's Day, who hasn't bought a tie for Father's Day. I remember um, in third grade at one of those scholastic book fairs buying like a number one dad trophy for my dad as his Father's Day gift. Obviously, it was like a $5 plastic gold painted trophy. But at the same time, I don't know why. I really thought, you know, to give somebody a trophy, that, that's outstanding. You know, my third grade logic was sort of if if people get trophies for like winning the world series, getting one just for being a dad, it's got to be pretty good. But um, as always, or at least, you know, this is episode two of the, the double, the double, double uh, sort of podcast. I, I still am not really going with a in order top 10 because we haven't really covered something I feel passionate about. And while LD ranks a lot of things in life, he's got to care to really to put the spit and vinegar into it. That, that is needed for an in order top 10 ranking, but, but going off the top, here we're starting with Uncle Phil. 
Uncle Phil's great from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And of course, you know, there's there's some controversy right there. I think you're starting the top 10 TV dads list with a guy whose name is Uncle something. Listen here, you Neanderthals. The whole point of the show, you know, is that Uncle Phil is Will's real, you know, he's his surrogate father. You know that viral clip that goes viral every once every three months where Uncle Phil or uh, Will Smith, the character's real dad's like there and he ends up abandoning Will and and Will or Uncle Phil's all like, no, 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 you don't walk out on that man. You like say something to him, damn it. Like Reggie, I forget what his name is, but, and you know, he ends up walking out on Will and Will's all upset about it, but he hides it. And then Uncle Phil gives him that big hug that, come on. That's what the show's about. Is that Uncle Phil? He's Carlton's dad. He's certainly a dad. See, this is one of those things that, that I feel like some people debate. He's a dad. His name is Uncle Phil. He's a dad. Shame on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reboot, by the way. They have a skinny Uncle Phil. They almost have like a shredded Uncle Phil from the looks of it, from what I saw. Uncle Phil needs to be a portly man. He needs to be a large, rotund fellow. And no disrespect to the late great Uncle Phil, but like... Think of that that great episode where Uncle Phil just starts snaking people at 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 pool. You know, he starts hustling people. It turns out Uncle Phil, he's a great pool player. That episode is highly predicated, the comedy, on the fact that Uncle Phil is a chubby man who's always wearing sweater vests. You wouldn't expect him to be good at anything cool. Can't have some 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 uh, uh, gym instructor looking ass Uncle Phil. That's not right. That's terrible. And by the way, I know I ranted about that iconic scene earlier about Will Smith and and Uncle Phil and Will Smith's dad leaving him. There always used to be a viral tweet that came out like twice a year that was like, this scene was actually improvised. Originally, Will Smith was supposed to shake it off like it was no big deal, but... Will Smith in real life was abandoned by his father and 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 the scene was so real and emotional for him that that he just broke down on the set and and then the actor who played Uncle Phil, I think I forget his name. I, I don't think it's Phil Lewis. I think Phil Lewis is Mr. Mosby, but gives him a hug and and you know like there you go. Like like that was just an actor to actor being nice. It's like, hey Bozo. Look look that up, by the way, if, if you don't believe me. Look up like Will Smith father real life left him tweet i've actually tweeted about this before like with the original tweet in and i think i actually have it up on my blog to be honest with you um ride with ld.com but it, first off will smith's father in real life just like he just had a dad honestly kind of racist for people to just run with like oh well, will smith obviously his father abandoned him but anyway not only did, did will smith just like have a, a very present father who was always in his life but but think about that Think about that other ending that this viral conspiracy theory is suggesting is out there in the show. This whole episode is about how Will Smith, like, you know, his dad hasn't been in his life his whole life. And then suddenly shows up and like Uncle Phil knows better that he's going to abandon, you know, that, that he's he's up to no good. But Will just wants to be with his dad and his dad leaves him at the end after promising to take him on some camping trip. According to this meme, that emotional episode is supposed to end with the dad walking out on Will. And we'll just be like, nah, that's cool. Like, who cares? The end. Have, have any of these people who believe that ever even seen a movie before? A TV show? That doesn't make any sense. That's not how climaxes work. That's not how emotions are swelled to. 
hey son, I know I just lied to you and have been have been leading you on for weeks and weeks, but see ya. I don't care. That's stupid. Not only that, but if these idiotic writers and directors, like this, obviously the the writers and directors of Fresh Prince of Bel Air are, are not idiots, but but in this imaginary world where that's the ending. If these morons had written an ending like that, and then the actor just did, didn't improvise, did the complete opposite of what they, what the scene called for, what they were supposed to do, you think that these people would just be like, that's a lot better than what I was saying. Yeah, let's just do that. What? Oh my goodness. Uh, some people, they'll just believe anything. But anyway, Uncle Phil, great guy. Up next, we got Danny Tanner. Bob Saget himself. You know, LD, child of the 90s, 1994 birthday. Shout out to me. Uh, I'm not sure what year that is in the Chinese Zodiac. If you ever watch that Jackie Chan cartoon from the late 90s, you care too much about the Chinese Zodiac. But Danny Tanner, you know, I, I watched a lot of Full House on Nick at Night growing up. These first two entries on this list are actually the, the Nick at Night trio, I'll, I'll call it. But Danny Tanner, you know, you think of the song, like just a wholesome, wholesome guy, you know, which I think, I think Bob Saget famously said that once that Bob Saget, like the stand-up comedian and the personality is not nearly as like filthy and dirty as people think he is. It's just when you compare him to Danny Tanner, he seems that way. Obviously the Bob Saget entourage character was uh, uh, completely sexually deprived, but you know, when Danny, or when, uh, uh, like, Bob Saget does his stand-up jokes or is, like, on a roast, people act like he's, you know, uh, fucking Andrew Dice Clay. And I, I don't think that's quite true. But. Well, Full House is just a classic, classic sitcom in the sense, like, family show. It's all about learning lessons. And, you know, Danny Tanner, he really held that, held that family together. He was the neat freak. He was the responsible one. Um, he was on a, on a, on a morning show. I, I mean, uh, obviously Aunt Becky met Uncle Jesse through Danny Tanner through that morning show. So, you know, that's a pretty big moment, but, but you got to think like Danny Tanner, he, he, you know, Uncle Jesse, he's kind of the bad boy. Uncle Joey's the goof off without Danny there, you know, really holding the reins and steering the ship. All, all chaos would have broken loose. And also, shout out to Danny Tanner for really kind of starting. Yeah, you know, I want to say that, make that clear. You probably didn't start this, but in my young mind, like, just one of those all time examples of like, oh, my wife died, and now I'll never, ever date again, ever, ever, or get over it because all that matters now is being a dad. And like, because I loved my wife so much, I'll never get over her or need pussy ever again. Like, what are, what are we talking about here? Come on. Danny Tanner, uh, get, get get on hymns or something. But up next, rounding out the the uh, uh, Nick at Night trio. Thank God it isn't Bill Cosby. Okay, I can't do the George Lopez theme song off the top of my head as much as I thought I could. George Lopez, played by George Lopez. What a what a guy. The George Lopez show. What a run that was. And and you know. It, the George Lopez show is one of those things. LD, lifelong insomniac, watched a lot of Nick at Night as a kid. The George Lopez show, I think, really morphed sort of my 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 thought process towards the world. Like 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 George Lopez in that show. He's got this you know classic show, 
homely man, incredibly hot wife, uh, uh, kind of talking about tropes like we did with Danny Tanner. But meanwhile, his mom just like hated his guts and was like this bad girl sort of. Uh, it was very strange. Um, but like it, a lot of that show revolved around like George Lopez working at this factory and like he went from like an employee at the factory to like a manager at the factory. Uh, it's, a, it's a whole it's a whole to do, you know, but also uh, his his wife, Angie, in the show, who, who, again, played by Constance Murray, very, very attractive. Her dad in that show, while we're on the subject of dads, he's this Cuban guy and like his entire personality, despite living in America for a long time, no disrespect to Cuban people. Maybe this is I mean, I'm sure it's a big deal to a lot of people, but his whole thing is Castro. And that's another thing as a kid. I was just like, man, Cuba, Castro, like. The George Lopez show, really, like that has a big to do. When's the last time Cuba was was you know huffing and puffing in the news? The, the missile crisis, like like come at me with something a little more real. This guy is always talking about like the Cuban political situation, as if as if you know that's that's uh, uh, the summit of news in 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 the two thousands or whenever the George Lopez show first was recorded. But just a little. You know, uh, a little bit uh, misleading if a, if a child was to base life off of off of that show. Up next, Peter Griffin. I mean, what's there to say? Peter Griffin, what a guy. You know, some might say, is he really the best dad? I, I don't know if we're really measuring or compiling this list based on the quality of father. Certainly, I don't know. No, you know what? That That's just the point I'm trying to make. I would want Peter Griffin to be my father. You know why? Because that guy... At the end, and, and no disrespect, of course, to my father. I'm not saying uh, I'd prefer Peter Griffin to my own father, of course. But Peter Griffin, that's a guy who's just going to lay it all out under the line to make the people laugh, you know? Bodily harm, expenses. That man is just shenanigans and, 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 and hijinks galore, you know? That man will do anything for the people. And granted, in his defense as a father, his kids are pretty fucked up. Like, he, he's got a really hot wife. Obviously, he's sort of probably watering down the gene pool. But Meg sucks. That's her whole thing. Chris is just a buffoon. Like, oh, God, I'd rather have Meg as my kid than Chris. It's not even close. Chris Chris just let him wander out into the woods and never see him again. And then Stewie. I mean, I don't even know what to make of the guy anymore. The guy wanted to commit mass murder for a long time. Now he just sort of seems to be like a funny gay baby. I, I don't know, but... But certainly, like, like judge Peter Griffin not as a father as much as you're judging, uh, you know, his, his own kids are their own problems. I'm not going to hold him to that. But again, this guy, you know, this guy will do anything to, to give you a little bit of spark, a little entertainment. And I don't think people appreciate that enough. Uh, enough. In this clandestine, you know, cookie-cutter, gray world of ours, you're telling me you wouldn't want a, a Peter Griffin, you know, Riding around on the back of a giraffe, fighting a chicken, and all this and that, and, and you kind of just get to witness that. I, I, I don't think he ever causes too much lasting harm to the people around him. You know, certainly some boo boos here and there, but but whom whom amongst us isn't isn't a little bit dangerous to be around? Let's see, what do we got here next? Oh, here's a good one. I want to make this clear. I'm not the biggest fan of this guy, but LeBron James, he's certainly on TV a lot, and he's a father. 
And you want to know how I know he's a father? I, I want to take you back here. It's when Cleveland famously came back three uh, when they were down 3-1 against the Warriors in the finals all those many years ago. Maybe in 2015, 16. Uh, who's to say? I think 16, maybe. Draymond Green famously gets a technical foul, gets thrown out of the game. Part of the technical foul process, I believe he got like suspended for a game for the next game because he got two. I, I don't know how it worked exactly. I believe he, he was definitely suspended for the next game. He missed the full game because of this incident. And he called LeBron James a bitch on the court. And LeBron's immediate reaction was to say, you can't call me that. I'm a father of three. And what's really funny about that is like, I don't think being a bitch has anything to do with your ability to reproduce. You know? A, a, a bitch is a very generic insult for LeBron James to... Like, he said that as if Draymond Green said like, Yo, LeBron, you're impotent. That's not what he said. He said, you're a bitch. You can certainly... What, what? Growing up, none of you knew anybody's dad who was kind of a little bit of a pussy? Like, like what are we talking about here that... that that, uh, you know, anybody who's a father immediately can't be a bitch. That's not the world I want to live in. I, I, just, just because you can, can you know, practice unsafe sex does not mean that you're excused from being accused of a bitch. But, but the fact that LeBron James holds his, you know, fatherhood in that regard, that, that it came to his mind so swiftly on the basketball court, I got to respect that. You know, and, and I got to give him his due as a TV dad. Not to mention, there's also that phenomenal, phenomenal headline where LeBron James is like, I don't want my children to be known as LeBron's kids. One of his kids is named LeBron James. Is Bronny James not LeBron James? Even if his name's just Bronny. It's like, who, who do people think that's going to be? Hey, man, who's that six foot seven eighth grader named Bronny James? I got a hint. You see LeBron over there cheering for him on the sideline, hitting TikTok dances? It's a guy who cares. Also, I mean, think about Taco Tuesday. I mean, I know LeBron really lost all the goodwill he earned for himself with that when he was like, I, I think he tried to like, I believe he tried to copyright Taco Tuesday, which is a bit ridiculous, but Taco Tuesday had its moment. If you're telling me that first you know, run of LeBron going like, what? I mean, he also was doing probably what would be considered a problematic Spanish accent uh, or caricature. You know, when he do all the Taco Tuesday, ay, 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 ay. I, I don't think he can really be doing that. You know, LeBron would be doing this like speedy Gonzalez routine, but that was all about him and his family eating tacos, having a good time, you know, uh, whom amongst us does not remember growing up seeing those commercials about like how important it was to eat dinner as a family. Entire, you know, PSA campaigns raking in millions of dollars in expenses have probably been made by our government to encourage family dinner eating and LeBron's just out there promoting it for free. I bet, I bet, you know, that that's a service again in the name of being a father. LeBron James, a basketball player, I'm not really a fan. LeBron James, uh, the father, certainly need to applaud the guy. Got to give him his due. Up next, I'm going with Abe Weissman, uh, uh, the titular Ms. Maisel's father from The incre the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know if you guys have seen The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I was very uh, apropos to approach it at first because... 
I don't know. A lot. Of, I thought it was going to be like a bunch of wacky old timey humor, and I don't know. Maybe it'd be like a kind of a girly show, which you know, all of us, all of us men, kind of like some some uh, uh, classically feminine shows here and there. That's certainly not a an a automatic disqualification, but you know, it might keep you at, at arm's reach for a little while. But it is a fan. It is a fucking hysterical show. I've got to say, very funny, very entertaining. Uh, uh, no complaints out of me. And and Mrs. Maisel's dad, Abe Weissman, hysterical, hysterical character. Um, you know, I, I could just quote the whole show for you, but I got a strong feeling, or like a lot of his lines, I got a strong feeling a lot of people listening to this um, will have not seen the show. So I'm just going to tell the El Disciples. LD is going to tell you to check out The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and report back to me with how good uh, uh, the dad of the main character is Abe Weissman. Great man. Honestly, his wife, uh, uh, Rose Weissman, hysterical as well. Honestly, both of them, I think are two of the funniest characters. I like, like not side characters or supporting characters I've seen in TV in a, in a while. Like they're both very unique, you know, uh, uh, they're like this older Jewish couple from like the fifties. That's not some sort of comedic stereotype in today's uh, TV realm, I feel like. So they're, they're very well-written characters. Very good. Very funny. Cannot recommend enough. Up next. Yeah. We're going to go with Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Vince McMahon is one of the all-time lunatics lunatics for those of you who aren't a wrestling fan like ld i'm sure you know who vince mcmahon is but he's the guy who runs the wwe this man um ate burritos for 10 years in a row but didn't think anybody in america including him he himself said what's a burrito when somebody pitched it in a storyline because his secretary had been calling them steak wraps the man is unhinged you know and and that goes on into his children Lord knows what Stephanie McMahon has been through on TV and in storyline over the years. She she was supposed to marry Test, a wrestler named Test, R.I.P. Andrew Martin. But Triple H kidnapped her, roofied her, and married her at a Las Vegas drive through wedding. Which, talking about distorting my view of the world as a child, I, I thought that you could just get married at drive throughs left and right because of that storyline. But I mean, maybe my parents shouldn't have let me watch that much adult TV. But I don't know what to tell you. Anywho. Vince McMahon, like, he wanted to do an incest storyline, both him and Stephanie at one point, and then also Stephanie and Shane. One time, Stephanie McMahon was the uh, SmackDown general manager on TV, and, like, they really were using shots of her ass and cleavage a lot, which, again, like, I'm not... Uh, LD is no, no slut shamer. He's, he's the champion of women. He's an ally to women. By all means, girls, live it up. But, like, it's a little weird when a dad's TV show is featuring his daughter's features in that way. But also, Vince McMahon started feuding with Stephanie in the storyline. You know, I'm not here to criticize him for doing that as a father. But, like, they ended up having this brutal, bloody I Quit match where he just beat the shit out of his daughter. And, like, I, I don't even know. Like, I, obviously, wrestling is, is a performance, but, like... There's got to be something there. Like, like Stephanie McMahon could definitely file some complaints to Dyfus. Or I mean, I she's certainly not under Vince McMahon's rule anymore. She's a very grown woman. But, you know, I, I'm just saying. I, I just want to point out there that Vince McMahon, 
Uh, he's not just a businessman. He's also a father, and he deserves that credit. Um, up next, number three, we got Jerry Smith from Rick and Morty. LD was resistant to watching Rick and Morty for a long time. He, he has a big issue with the Rick and Morty bo- bros, but he, he's hopped onto the ship uh, about five years ago now. And, and LD's got to say, like, that Jer- Jerry's, you know, it's a lot like Randy Marsh, who probably also deserves to be named on this list. So I'm just going to call this the Randy Marsh, uh, uh, Jerry Smith category. Is like, they're, they're low-key the best parts of both of their shows. Just just whenever you can get that, like, Jerry, he's just such, like, like, they started him off to be like this voice of reason dash like, oh, come on now. We can't let this crazed scientific maniac get away with anything under our roof. And he just kind of became this big wimpy loser. And that that's always kind of a fun area to play around with comedically. I, I big fan of Jerry Smith, huge fan of Jerry Smith. He reminds me of my friend Clyde, which is also very funny, but... You know, that guy, that, that he, he's always somebody I look forward to big time when a new uh, season of Rick and Morty's coming out. And there's that famous episode where, where he goes to, like, the Jerry Jimboree, where he is inside of, like, a playground indoors with all of his other versions of himself from across the multiverse. Uh, the first time, and real only time I did acid, that is exactly kind of what I was experiencing in my head. I had a bunch of LDs kind of hanging out amongst each other. And I, I had to convince myself that I was the main real one. It's kind of cool. It's kind of freaky. What are you going to do? You're doing drugs. That's kind of what you expect. Number two, we got Marty Bird from Ozarks. LD is currently doing his Ozarks rewatch for, uh, for, for the new season, season four, the last season that's coming out in the end of January. That Marty Bird, what a guy he is. You know, there's always kind of a criticism of white men like myself for, like, liking these anti-hero white men. But, like, I'm not sitting here championing Marty Bird. Much as I'm just saying, that dude, you gotta be, you gotta admire the way that man does not get phased. That dude is just always, like, his shit is just always going from bad to worse. And that Marty Bird could not care less. Like, one minute... Uh, uh, the the um, cartels on him because, you know, he, he owes them a bunch of money, but then it turns out he's, like, stepping in on the local crime lord's business to help out the cartels and have the local crime lords on him. And it's, like, two sets of people that are way more powerful than him and have way more resources. Both want to kill him and could easily do it. And Marty Bird's just always, like, whatever their plan is, whenever, whatever impossible task they ask of him so that he does not die, he'll just be like, yeah, all right, sure, I guess. Like that man is just always living on the edge of his sheets, uh, his seat. And I, I always think like I couldn't be a mobster or, or a criminal because like I, you know, that unknown any minute it's all over. That's where Marty Bird thrives is being pushed to his limits because at any moment, you know, his whole life, his wife, his kids, his family, and he will all die in brutally gruesome and torturous fashion. So you got to appreciate that from from a man and bird. Uh, and then lastly, number one, uh, a man who died uh, recently as well, the great um, Jerry Stiller, my man, Frank Costanza, the number one TV dad of all time. I mean, from Festivus to Infin- uh, to um, uh, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for a Seinfeld expert like myself right now, something now, uh, um, 
Serenity now! Serenity now! There you go. I almost had the need a Serenity now moment. That was that was tough, but this guy's just an unbelievable. He starts off his 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 uh, uh, list airing of the grievances at the Festivus dinner with uh, Kruger. I've heard a lot of bad stuff about you people. I hear you run a real loose ship. An all-time character, an all-time dad, an all-time complainer. And what's great about Frank Costanza is that he drives George nuts. And we all know somebody who has a very funny dad that we could not imagine having to live with. And like Frank Costanza, you know, he's one of those people that I would love to laugh at George for, for having to deal with him while I myself know that I could never put up with what he's got going on. And and that's that's really it speaks a lot to to observing your friends' fathers, you know. All right, now that we got the light stuff out of the way with the dads, which I guess dads being light is really a reference to your own father. Uh, both literally, some people might have some fat dads, but also you know if your dad's bad, abusive, all that. Maybe maybe talking about TV dads is a heavy subject to you. In which case, I apologize. But now we're on to wars. Starting off with a bad war. A war LD's giving the big thumbs down to. It's going to be the war on drugs. And and I want to, once again, I know I said something earlier about politics, all this. I wonder, is anybody pro-war on drugs anymore? I don't really think so. I mean, here, here's what I'll say. LD, big weed guy, uh, that, that's, that much is obvious just by my hair. But, but that's really like it for me. I, I truthfully have never done cocaine in my life, which I know kind of makes me a little bit of a noob at age 27. Just not for me. I'm, I'm a man of great energy. I don't need anything like that. But what's crazy to me and what I, you know, is astounding to, to realize is like, they, that whole D.A.R.E. program, they, they really did not design that well at all. The D.A.R.E. program resol- revolves around like peer pressure. What people don't really understand about peer pressure is it doesn't happen in high school or really even early college because like it's tough for these people that are underage to get alcohol. In high school, people are like sneaking alcohol from their friends. They're not, they're not daring them at the, the gall of being called a chicken to, to take a swig of Pop's vodka bottle, you know? But... That's the other thing is like, they don't talk about cocaine. I, call me naive. When I was in middle school, high school, I thought, you know, cocaine, that's Scarface stuff. Uh, that's these crazy uh, uh, CEOs on, on, on Wall Street sort of thing. The fact that like when you go to college, there's just, you, 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 could, you could get around easier by sledding than walking. There's so much snow. It's unbelievable. And just no one tells you that. And to anybody thinking that I'm like, you know, go back and think of what you thought cocaine was or like, you know, when you're 15, 16, that's like a hard drug. When you're young and you think of cocaine, you're like, oh, no, that's that's that stuff like is when you could be having a problem. Then you get older and you're just like, ah, oh, it's just a thing that people do. It's no, you know, what are you going to do? It's wild. Uh, yeah, And the war on drugs, like, what, what do we even get on it? Were, were drugs ever really going to surrender? How can you win a war on drugs? They're everywhere. People love drugs. Pharmacies, the illegal kinds, the kinds that are legal and should be illegal. Drugs aren't going anywhere. You know how many, you know how much money is in drugs and we're declaring war on it? Preposterous. Unbelievable. Now we're going to a good war. Ding, ding, thumbs up with an asterisk here. The Cold War, 
you know, eighty percent good, twenty percent the the like puppet conflicts. You know, the Contra going through through the South America and Vietnam and Russia invading Afghanistan. All that's bad, but like the U.S. versus USSR Cold War, LD's putting a big big stamp of approval on. You name me something that has done more to like make you know communism bad uh uh, capitalism america good better than like that than than the cold war you know like like both in the sense of like you know there's way worse stuff going on in the ussr than there was going on in america but also like it was like a storybook we won the space race the space race sounds like something made up like like we haven't put anybody on the moon in a really long time. Yet we did it back then. You know, there's always those memes that say they put somebody on the moon with, like, less computing power than's in, you know, the, the modern phones or calculators or whatever. And it's like, yeah, that's insane. Like, I mean, granted, there's going to probably be a good amount of talk about, like, bravery on this war discussion. And it's kind of ironic that, like, the first of it is coming on the Cold War talk. But, like... Those astronauts that were just cool being like, yeah, put me in a bunch of metal and fling me as fast as you can up until we see what happens. That's pretty crazy stuff. They didn't know what to do when the moon landing was going to happen. They thought the moon could have all been quicksand. It's crazy. It's wild. That's another thing. To people who think the moon landing's fake, that would have gotten out by now. Way too many people would have known. Uh, like, that's just, I don't know. I, the moon landing happened. You know, big moment. Part of what makes the Cold War cool. Also, like, the Cold War probably, I mean, once again, asterisks, the, the, the you know, the conflicts that, that that happened. But Cold War probably, at the end of the day, saved a lot of lives because that's when it was like, well, the USSR has nukes too. And again, LD, USA, USA. You know, don't get me wrong, but like if the USSR did not have nukes, we probably would have used a nuke in the Korean War. So I'm just saying the Cold War stopped some nukes from happening throughout history. Like we don't have world wars like we used to because with the whole nuke stuff, mutually uh, assured destruction, we can't be going to world wars. You know, Uh, the world would not exist anymore. Nuclear fallout, you know. Up next, going back to a bad war, World War One. Listen, this war didn't need to happen. This war happened because, like, Europe was bored that there weren't knights and armor and and stuff. Like, like they were like excited for World War One, kinda. The men were just like, "Oh, this is gonna be a good old adventure, you know, World War. Let's do this. This will be a jolly jaunt." Literally, it was like France wanted some of Germany, Germany wanted some of everyone, you know, Serbia, Austria, there were some tensions. And then one by one, the world went to war. And also, you know, the the whole thing with France is the reason why, and we're going to get to World War II, spoiler alert, in a minute here. But like, France, you know, famously got their ass kicked in World War II, and part of that was because they were so proud of themselves in World War I. They didn't do that good of a job in World War I. France needed England to bail them out, and England needed America to bail them out. And I don't mean, like, like no, you know, I don't mean that in some Cloyd Rivers, like, yeah, fuck yeah, America, they, it was all us. Like, like 
you know, the, if France didn't have England coming in, the war, you know, France would have gotten gobbled up by Germany. And then, uh, like, if, in, if the USA didn't come in with fresh troops when they did, just having not been in the war earlier, you know, like, like that war would have gone on a lot longer and, and who knows who would have won. But man, dude, the trenches. Oh, forget about that bullshit. Are you kidding me? Trenches? These guys are just lined up with their buddies. It's like, oh, where do we sleep in the trench? Where do we shit in the trench? Where do we eat in the trench? Oh, and these people were losing their limbs from like gangrene and rat infection bites and shit like that. You don't say. Who thought this trench bullshit was a good idea? You know? And also, I'll do once I give a special shout out to the Ottoman Empire during World War II, or World War I, excuse me. Keep getting ahead of myself. The Ottomans were split. Half of the Ottomans, like, wanted to join the war. The other half was like, yeah, forget about that. And the half that wanted to go into war just took a couple ships and, like, shot some torpedoes at some Russian territory. And they were like, well... Russia wants to be at war with us. Too late for us to not be at war. Got to appreciate that sort of uh, uh, stick to from the pro-war, the pro-war, uh, uh, you know, Ottomans. But going into a good war, we got World War II, baby. World War II's, you know, respectfully the tits. World War II, I mean, there's a reason why that's the one all the good movies and the video games are based on. Like, like... We will never see good versus evil like in World War II, you know? Like, like the Nazis, like, not only, like, like, it's not even just like the Nazis were bad. They just started attacking people. They just, they, the Nazis literally wanted to take over the world, you know? Like, if the U.S. and China or the U.S. and Russia went to war, right now in the, in the present day, I'm sure there'd be some hemming and on about, you know, the USA does a lot of immoral stuff too. Like, uh, like you know, mm, you know, uh, USA is better than China and Russia, but like how much of a leg do they have to stand on? In World War II, literally these awful genocidal human beings just decided to try to take over the planet, you know? And it's like the people fighting. And, and, and again, like obviously, tragedy i'm not happy about that part but like i kind of almost did it and that adds a little bit to the you know the cinematic of it all like like they that's something i always talk about i did some world war ii podcast before but like germany just didn't do the math bro they just thought they were gonna like fight everyone and i i know they you know when they conquered poland they conquered france they were constrict you know making some of those conquered people like like serve in their military but a you know how sure of a thing is that? The minute the, the, the battle's looking look, like, I don't know. I mean, these guys have got to be turning at a pretty high rate. But, like, you just cannot fight Russia and France and Belgium and Africa and England and America. And, and like, it's just not going to work out, dude. You can't, you can't be fighting all these people at once. And that's another thing. And I want to make this very clear with World War II, too. Fully, you know, all those jokes, ha, ha, ha. Fuck Sweden and fuck Norway and fuck Switzerland. Not because of the banking bullshit. I could care less about that. But they were making a lot of money sending the Nazis iron ore during World War II so that they could make their Blitzkrieg weapons of destruction. 
that's some that that's guilty by association, you know. Like, yeah, we sold stuff to to Britain too. Britain was being invaded by the Nazis who were killing the Jews. Like, there is no comparison there. Like, like there is no uh, all shucks. We're just selling some iron. Like, they were selling, you know pudding to the to germany and and it was like ah oh, well you know i mean the pudding isn't helping the war that's one thing they were literally selling them the stuff they were making their armaments with ah oh, it's terrible you can't be doing that that's not neutral yeah yeah now we're going back to a bad war the crusades the crusades were some bullshit the Crusades were like everything we think of that's wrong with like society in general, let alone war. Like the Crusades was like the Vatican and like, you know, France and the Anglo-Saxons of Europe being like, what if we just took the Vatican or the Vatican, excuse me, like Jerusalem and, you know, modern day Israel, that the holy area from like, you know, the Ottomans, the Arab people, whoever was there at the time. And, and, there was like four crusades, tons of lives lost, tons of people who died just trying, you know, well, these people, but, but here's what I'm saying, like the worst part is like all these rich people cared about it because they were like, you know, Christianity, dude, like we got to do this for religion, the crusades, we got to do the crusades. And then, oh, so these rich people, they went and fought the crusades? No, of course not. They made a bunch of peasants and serfs and, and turfs and, 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 you know, men of squalor fucking walk across to Europe and then into a bunch of deserts wearing suits of armor and fight to invade a bunch of cities just because, like, the Bible said, like, like, well, hey, that, that goes, you know, hey, hey, that God guy, does he have any rules he holds near and dear to his heart? Like, like anything? Oh, what's that? He's got commandments, ten of them, and one of them says, thou shall not kill? Again, I'm not saying, like, you can never be in a war. These people were just like, yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we just, like, took back the Holy Land for God? You mean the God that says don't kill? Shh. We need this pile of sand. What's going on here? The Crusades was a whole bunch of nothing. And, like, Europe won, and then the Arabs won, and then Europe won, and the Arabs won. It was just a whole bunch of back and forth. Forget about that. Up next, though, a good war. A great war. Revolutionary War. Listen here, guys. This is... When you talk about bravery... I, I was thinking about this pretty recently. Like, you know that guy... Um, I, I may have been Nathan Hale. Like, there's a guy who said, like... Uh, my only regret is but I have but one life to give for my country. That's how those dudes, like, felt back then, dude. LD famously puts his hand up and says, like, do not torture. LD cannot stand up to torture. Forget about, like... like these guys really were like, hey, like, we're a bunch of unknown schmucks living in 1776 and, like, hot-ass America and, like, these swamps and working on farms and wearing powdered wigs and uncomfortable clothes. It's kind of bullshit that we're getting taxed by England, which, by the way, it kind of wasn't. LD's not trying to be some King George loyalist or anything, but, like, England fought, spent a ton of money fighting the war the the uh, uh, French and Indian War to protect the U.S. colonies, and then was like, man, what if we made some of that money back by making taxes on the colonies since there previously weren't any? And and these dudes were like, well, that's not fair. 
kind of was. I mean, again, like, I'm happy the revolution happened. And a big part of that is also is like, that the American Revolution, you know, that French Revolution doesn't happen, uh, especially not the way it happened. You know, uh, uh, the American Revolution was a huge catalyst for that. But back to what I was saying before, like these dudes were fine just dying in a nominee, brutal deaths on hot days, like stabbed by bayonets and all that, just because they're like, yeah, like it's just the right thing to do. America, we believe in making a new... What do you do the day after the Revolutionary War ends? Well, what do you do the day after the Revolutionary Victory Party ends? It's like, oh, well, we got to make a country now? I, I don't want that job. I mean, neither did George Washington, famously. They, like, hoisted it onto him. But, now, but the Revolutionary War, that was a good one. That's like the Russians versus the U.S. in, in the Winter Olympics, uh, uh, Lake Placid, like... England was like the biggest, baddest man and jam in the whole world. Had us beat a hundred different ways. And we kind of, you know, we came out on top. Do you know what else? George Washington needs some credit for this. George Washington was like wrong a lot. But like people would be like, hey, George, I think you're wrong on this. And he'd be like, you don't, yeah, I think you're right. That takes a lot from a leader. I feel like people wouldn't really be doing that today. Now we're going to go to a bad war, the Civil War. Look, well, you know, Civil War is fantastic. Emancipation of black people. Let, let me let me get ahead of myself here. You want to know why the Civil War was bad? It was like people, like, you know, a lot of, and, and I guess it's the most political I've gotten in this whole thing and I'll ever get, but if you think this is political in 2022, that's kind of a you problem. Basically, this is what I'm saying. You know, people say, like, you need to get over slavery. Well, then we also need to get over, like, the South. Like, this this ideological version of the South in the Civil War. Like, and I know that's a hot thing right now. You know, they're taking down all the statues and whatnot. Like, here's what I'm saying. LD gets bothered when he's on something naturally, and then it becomes, like, a controversial point. LD remembers going to a country music. There was this big country music concert every summer at this big outdoor concert venue in Camden, New Jersey, when LD was growing up. And it would happen during the summers. And, like, everyone would always go, and, you know, because it's country music, everybody would be wearing jeans and American flags and stuff. And there would always be people with the Confederate flag, because this was long before the Confederate flag got canceled, they would like take Instagram or Facebook pictures with it and they would upload it and they'd say America or America or like Patriot or whatever. And I'd always be like, well, the Confederate flag is representing the only group of people ever that tried to violently secede from the United States of America. Like, what are we trying? You cannot hold, you know, you cannot hold up a Red Sox flag and say, go Yankees. Am I crazy? Again, like, I'm not, I'm not, you know, whatever. Like, like this doesn't keep me up at night. But you can, how did it ever become patriotic to root for the other team? You know? But the other part that bothers me is, you know, like, there's that famous, like, oh, well, the, the Civil War, man, it wasn't about slavery. It was about states' rights. <clears throat> states' rights to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it was about states' rights to do what? What was the South, you know, South Carolina, first state to secede? What was going on? Think of the, 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 the bleeding Kansas and the Missouri Compromise and all this and that. All of that was about this big battle 
about what was going to happen with the future of this country. Was slavery going to be legal throughout the country? Was it going to be legal only in the South? Was it going to be, you know, state by state? Or was it all going to be illegal? Whatever. George, or George Washington, sorry, Abraham Lincoln was elected. You know, again, a lot of people like to point out that, like, you know, the North didn't talk about freeing the slaves later in the war. I, I That's true. I'm not, I'm not arguing that. But, like, the whole thing that happened is Abraham Lincoln got elected. And he was seen as, like, the biggest abolitionist anti-slavery president that ever happened. And the South got spooked. Like, like let's be honest to you, people. There, there was, it, it wasn't like one day the South was just like, ah, I just, I don't, I don't know what it is, man. But, like, states' rights, I, I feel like they're being infringed upon. They were very worried about these states' rights to have slavery being taken away. And why anyone in 2020, like, like, here's the thing. I agree when it, that it's silly. Like, like, LD's not some big cancel culture guy. Like, it's stupid when, when people remember that, like, John Wayne said something homophobic in 1922. And it's like, oh, you mean John Wayne wasn't very progressive? Who, who figured that? It's like, yeah, no kidding. But meanwhile, at the same time, it's like, stop trying to pretend like the, the Confederacy, you know, the whole KKK rose out of the Confederacy. You know, for a reason. Let's not act like these guys, like, again, I'm sure a lot of those guys were just Southern farmers who got drafted into this war and all this. And man, I'm not acting like everyone there was there just because they hated black people. But at the same time, anyone who sits there and tries to pretend like the Civil War was just this tussling match that, that, you know, and don't you bring that racial politics into it. I don't know what to tell you. That's a you problem again, not me. Up next, we got a good war. We got the Star Wars. Star Wars is a massive, massive property. And, you know, George Lucas thought it was going to be a big flop uh, leading up to it, which is very interesting to me because it makes me think often, like, what, what did make Star Wars such a big success? I mean, I do suppose it's the best, biggest telling of, like, the hero's journey that had happened in a long time. Like, you know, Luke Skywalker is this ultimate protagonist. All that, uh, I can't speak to f- how cutting edge the technology and whatnot was at the time. But like a lot of that first, you know, A New Hope, a lot of like the first, hey, you got to really think about it. If you didn't know about all this stuff later, like a lot of what they're talking about is just nonsense. What the fuck's job of the hut, you know, the force. It's all very abstract. Yeah, it's just very weird stuff. But, you know, it caught on. And I- I'll tell you this, at least not the biggest Star Wars guy. The Star Wars fans bother him a little bit, not nearly nearly as much as the Marvel fans, but Star Wars created a lot of jobs in this country, wouldn't you say? And not only that, but like, man, what a concept, and they hit it. The Star Wars, you know, the the war in the stars. And that's what's happening in Star Wars, you know? And, And you cannot... Take that away from them. They have the giant ships. They have... Think about how many entities have versions of the Death Star. Like, think about how iconic that idea that, like, you got to shoot the little proton torpedoes into the little hole and they go down the hole into the chute and they explode. Think about how big that is, you know? You got to really give it up to Star Wars for that. Really laid out a lot of pop culture for us. And, and again, big lasers, man. Lasers are cool. I never understood why the stormtroopers wear armor if the lasers just kill them the second it hits them anyway. But, you know, the Star Wars. Got to give it up to the to the Star Wars. And also, um, I want to say, 
Revenge of the Sith gets a bad name. A lot of action. Really cool. Big set pieces. You can't, can't hate on Revenge of the Sith. Up next, we're going with a bad war. War in Afghanistan. Uh, what's there to be said? 20 years and for what? Um, a lot of people died. R.I.P. Not really much to be said. War on Afghanistan, no good. And then lastly, classic war. No, wait, we have two. We're ending with two good wars, people. Oh, isn't that nice? Tom and Jerry. What a good group that Tom and Jerry is. Those two, they, they just can't get along. And that's something I'm worried about with the latest generation of kids is like, do they get to watch Tom and Jerry? Do they watch Bugs Bunny? Do they watch Roadrunner? Because like, think about how much comedy basics you have there. Like Tom and Jerry, that's where, you know, a guy's eating a thing of sausage links and, and one of them turns out to be a stick of dynamite. The kid doesn't know that. What's a kid really got? You know? But then we're wrapping things up. Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. I mean, you know, it's the modern war. So maybe it's kind of tied to the war of Afghanistan. So maybe that's some points deducted. But oh, man, what a game changer that was. Yeah, who who, who does not remember coming home from, from school, whether, whether it's MW2 or, or COD4, getting online with the boys and just playing for hours. That's really... That's really the peak of society when we talk about men being dudes or boys boys being boys, you know? You're just online playing for hours. You're cursing. You're making fun of people. You're shooting. Like, like one minute, it, it can go from highest highs to the lowest lows. You know, one second, you're clutching for your team on search and destroy. The next minute, you're getting noob-tubed across the map uh, by somebody. And, and nobody likes that. Nobody wants to do that. Man. Modern warfare. What a time. You go from all those those World War II games, you know, you're kind of getting tired of some of those single shotguns. Next thing you know, you got the P90, the MP5. You get to be that guy named Soap. And they had a good campaign. Oh, hold on here, guys. I'm actually seeing, to end the list, uh, we actually do, unfortunately, have one bad conflict, uh, uh, one bad war to end things on, and that is the war um, between Palestine and Israel. And what's really weird to me is that this is such a controversial conflict to me. Uh, uh, the clear and obvious moral superior side that has the complete and utter high ground, uh, without even a question, is 